Last time on Quest Fest. The misfits find themselves with a name, and furthermore, a purpose. As they recover, their eyes look to the bulwark. But let us return to those we started with. Lionel and Bonbon bon have gotten themselves into a predicament. In case you've forgotten, our terrible twosome had been tasked with removing the memories of a performer named Scarlet, and yet, upon return, find her alongside the Lord Declore. The Declores, now plural, stare down our plucky band with amusement. What does it mean? Was their adventure merely a test? Or is there more than meets the eye in House Declore? Let's find out on QuestFest. Okay, so last we left off, you were in the mansion of Declore, and you were facing him and his wife down, and they have offered you a deal, or started to. As the wife has just revealed, she was in on it the whole time. Mm -hmm. What do you say when she reveals herself and steps out? From behind her husband. <laughs> I knew it all along. They look actively at Bon Bon and then uh, back at you. I mean, it makes sense. So it's, it seems we need to be a little more uh, strict with our wording. Yes, and perhaps more transparent when you try to Betray me. He smiles, a crooked smile, but he looks hurt that you you had gone behind his back and tried to tell his, well, his wife uh, what he was doing. Hmm. I mean, to be fair, I, I thought she wouldn't remember. <laughs> 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 it was all part of the game, sir. I did. He looks at his wife. Uh, that, actually, that's. That. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Fine, son. To be fair, you never said we couldn't tell her. It is implied. No. What we learned, this oh, was see, a learning experience. Now, see, I thought it was implied that we would have access to the exactly. bulwark. See, this is why. So we can't make implications on both ends. Two-way street. That is what we have found. His wife. She clears her throat. <clears throat> and he steps out of the way. She steps forward. Uh, she's a vision in a long, elegant, white, high-necked gown. She looks pristine, uh, as though she hadn't just taken whatever potion. So, I think that we understand each other now and how our relationship has to work. It is important to get this out of the way at the beginning. You know that you can trust us to honor what we say, and we know that we can trust you to honor what you say. Deal? I didn't hear any terms for a deal there. We are simply agreeing that we trust each other only to say what we mean. I will agree to that. Uh, um, all your fancy high people jargon is confusing. <laughs> I simply want to know that when you talk... You will say what you mean. No dishonesty. Hmm. 
I mean, yeah, as long as you promise to not be dishonest with us. We will always say exactly what we mean. Okay. Sounds like mishonesty is their game. Okay, what's your, what's your catch? What's your deal? What do you want? Well, she puts her hand on his shoulder. We have a task we would like you to accomplish for us. It's very minor. It just involves taking back something that was ours. Should only take maybe a week there and back, giving you plenty of time to set up shop here in front of... She gestures towards the empty dirt pile in the middle of the room. And be ready to go in when it arrives. All right. I would like to have terms in writing. That can be arranged. She reaches up her finger, and as she does, two servants come out. One with a pen, the other with a pad and paper. And they meet in the middle, and they hand it down to the table before you and before the declores. What are your terms? If we do this task for you, we are ensured entrance to the bulwark here. I will do you one better. We will make sure that not only are you ensured access, we will ensure that you are safely granted access. His wife finishes for him. That sounds fair. Are there any stipulations on your end? Uh, It would be beneficial if you didn't kill anyone when you go to retrieve our artifact. That's fair. I don't like killing. It's messy. Agreed. It only causes problems. My companion, however... Hey, I haven't killed anybody since, like, Thursday, okay? But to make sure that it is easy for you not to. As, after all, the people you could kill could cause you with problems. They are, his wife finishes, problematic to kill. Mm. <clears throat> are you familiar with the town called Delun? You notice that they finish each other's sandwiches all the time? <laughs> exactly. Delun? Uh, Delun. It is understandable if you're not it. Am, am I? History? Roll history. Go for it. Uh, 12. Okay. 13. Okay. You both recognize the name, um, but not, not necessarily in a way that rings such bells. You know that it was the name of a small town. You're not exactly sure where it was. Um, you are familiar with it, because it is no longer a town. Uh, it was the subject of a small uprising and does not exist anymore and belongs to the harmonic, peaceful land of Bastion. I've heard of what was Dilun. They both smile. Roll perception. Twenty. Um, sixteen. Okay. Bonbon, bon, you notice that the Declores smile and their waitstaff, both standing at attention, also smile, all simultaneously. Mm. If you know it, then you are aware of its uh, 
well, shall we say, sad decline. I had a house there. Then I left something when I had to... Vacate, dear? Yes, vacate. I would like you to retrieve it. It means a great deal to me. Okay. What is it? It is... He looks away, almost abashed. Um, you can roll insight, but you see his chucks, his chucks, his cheeks flush. And he looks sad. Mm. It was like five. Fifteen. He, sad. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> it is a doll. Okay. She has, he stops, she jumps in, white hair, um, a brown, ruddy, rough dress, large, doe-like eyes, and a body made of burlap. Okay, and he hints as to where we'll find this doll. Well, no. The town is not large. I do not think it will take you long to find. You'll probably need to look for where the greatest amount of paladins are. <laughs> it would be likely near the well. It has been almost 20 years. Can you tell us why this toy is important to you? I don't think you would send us on a quest for a normal toy. Hmm. Looks at his wife. His wife looks back at him. He looks around and he says, eh, Think of this as two ways. The doll means something to me. And I need a way to measure your trust. This mm. provides both and does so with a low impact setting. After all, all you have to do is a little treason. Mm. Treason? Taking a doll? Well, Telun is not sanctified, if you understand. The paladins there are still consecrating, and you know how they get about other people being there. <sighs> Fair. But don't look so glum. I'll send help. He gestures, and as he does, the two waitstaff step up. Uh, should you choose to go, You'll have the aid of Marius and Cosette. Hmm. <laughs> oh, give me a second to stop laughing at the <laughs> Les Mis reference. I was going to say, ah, oh, it should be easy to remember. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> I went, Declor, what goes with that? And I was like, ah. Oh, Paul Merci. <laughs> I got it. Sure. Why not? Yeah, perhaps not the enthusiasm that I was looking for, but... <laughs> yes, I'm so incredibly excited to go on this adventure. Ditto. That's better. <laughs> Besides, I'll let you keep, second term, anything else you find there. After all, nobody has been allowed to loot the town. There could be a great many of vast treasures. Now, I'm very excited. I thought you might be. You have my interest. Then, do a deal. As he does, the two waitstaff simultaneously come from both sides. Two glasses 
on each plate. And they hand two to you and two to the decors. And they come out with a single bottle and pour a thumbnails full liquid into each cup. They swirl. It is just booze. They fling it back. Do a deal. I guess I'm going to show my trust. Um, I drink it. Yep. Hope this is your special stuff. It tastes like whiskey. Nothing extraordinary. Exactly like it tasted before. As he does, he applauds a great big clapping motion. He says, very good. I'm so excited that we could uh, start this journey together. And with that, he swirls out of the room, him and his wife, in step. And the two... They can apparate? They step out. <laughs> they don't teleport. Okay. I can't show off what they can do. And uh. the two wait staff behind them, standing, arms crossed, waiting for your command. We're not going to do any of this command bullshit. You guys are with us. Think of us as a team. They look to each other, left, then right, meet each other's eyes. Then I guess we were a team. Oh, God. All right, team, where to first? If I had to guess, I'd say we should probably get horses. I hate this. <laughs> well, rich boy, I'm sure you know where to find some horses. Yes, of course. And so, with that, do you leave? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So, to expedite, we find our way to the city. Are you going to try to leave tonight, or are you going to find a place to stay? It's nighttime now, right? Mm-hmm. You stay for the night, and then okay. head off in the morning. Are you going to stay at the inn, or return to your manor? At the inn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not returning to the manor. Are you going back to the dancing bard, or... Well, No. <laughs> Dang it, I thought I could fool you into seeing if you'd go to the... With the rabble? That's <laughs> what so I wanted to see is if you'd be like, yeah, you paid attention. I'm excited. That's of great. course I paid attention. Um, all right, where do you go? The most fucking lavish inn. <laughs> Excellent. In this part of town. So you do so. Um, and I also go and like to fancy stables and like, rent horses the night before because, like, I can. Okay. So, um, they put it on your account. <laughs> uh, well, I should say your family's account, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, as for the inn, there are several to choose from. Are you looking for, when you say lavish, you could go to the entertainment district, something near the theater, or you could go the opposite, something on the outskirts of town, more reserved for visiting dignitaries and nobles. I would imagine... I don't know. Bon Bon, what do you think? I mean, we're leaving town anyway. Might as well get as far away as we can. Okay. Fair. Then you'll go to the Guardian Angel. It is a town on the outskirts. Not a, Well... Not a town, excuse me. Um, an inn. Uh, it is large and is where oftentimes foreign dignitaries or um, visitors of high uh, importance are kept. Getting a room is relatively simple, um, especially because as you go to do so, the Declore waitstaff, Marius and Cosette, step forward, exchange a few brief words in a language you may or may not understand. Do you speak Sylvan? No. Maybe? I th- I speak Elvish, but not Sylvan. No. If I you speak, speak Elvish, Elvish, you may pick up words here and there. It is essentially a descendant language in this mm-hmm. setting. Yeah. But um, after a few brief words, you're given a key, and the uh, Marius and Cosette 
stepping in sync, lead you to the room. They open the door for you. And before you lies a grand, large, dignitary suite. There are several beds, as well as a full kitchen, and an a additional room near the entrance that is clearly for servants or guards or staff, which is where, as you enter, if you enter, Marius and Cosette immediately put themselves in. <sighs> what did I say about team? There is no I. <laughs> well, I didn't say that. Some... Uh, Philosopher somewhere. Someone smart did somewhere along the line. I said, we are a team. You are not servants. And also, what was that Sylvan speak down there? We're not on the hook for some unspoken tab, are we? Not you. The Jack is paying. Sweet. And will we owe the Jack? Hmm. Not this time, but next time. You should make sure to put that in the terms. <laughs> Are you hungry? We were going to cook. Yes. I could eat. They create a lavish feast. We have no idea where they get the ingredients. Oh my gosh. But it is a several course meal of fruits, um, exotic and otherwise, meats, and then finishing with a delicate beaten uh, pudding dessert. I sniff it to see if there is something awry. Can roll a perception check. Okay. Sixteen. It's food. Yeah, that's I, what I thought. Yeah, I just it's food. Eat. Begrudgingly, because I'm sure that there's some stupid bullshit that you're trying to pull on us. Mm-hmm. Not us. <laughs> Mr. Jack is trying to pull some bullshit. They smile, and that simultaneous, simultaneous, simultaneous toothy grin. Why don't I take care of the monetary things from here out? Okay. Is there some way that the Jack is knowing what is happening through you two? Of course he is. We are his eyes and ears. Great. Well, eyes and ears... Which one of you is the eyes? They look at each other, confused. Mm-hmm. Well, Nosh was good. Good night. They nod, smile, and they exit into the servants' quarters, leaving you alone in the main room. Hey man, you got us into it. I'm just here for the money. Okay. Um, suppose I'll see you in the morning. Great. We Wait. do asleep. Go to bed. The night passes, and morning arises. What time? You're not woken, so it's whenever you would normally wake up. 9.30. Okay. 9.45. Um, <laughs> okay, so later then. No, I imagine it's like normal. Eight. About eight, okay. Still ten. As you go to wake up, um, nothing seems to be happening, but once you are awakened... Those... Uh, Marius and Cosette are awake, I bet. They come out with breakfast... How much do I owe you for breakfast? Nothing. We don't 
charge for our services. We're a team. <laughs> How much is the Jack going to charge me for your services? Nothing. He sent you along, and he wouldn't charge you for something you had no control over. Fair. He is anything if he is fair. I'm still in the other room, like... (laughs) (laughs) Do you want us to wake them up? No, I've got it. I go into Bonbon's room and just (laughs) grab them by the ankle and lift them up to the table. (laughs) And I say... (laughs) I love it. Let me at him. Let me at him. Oh, it's you. It's food. Ah, food. (laughs) I love food. I like food. So breakfast, and we're on our way. So the town itself is probably two days' journey from here. Um, It's northwest from Bastion. Uh, You can take the main road for about a day, but then you have to sort of verge out into what is now... Um, more of uh, almost at this point just broken grass you brought horses so uh, it is a fairly direct route once you get going Um, is there anything else you want to do in town before you leave did you get me a pony or did you get me a normal horse I need a normal horse Oh my god. You're on a normal um, horse. So big. Buy health potions. <laughs> okay. I'll allow that. Um health potions are relatively um they are a normal purchase here. Uh that being said, they are neither cheap. Uh they are not necessarily cheap, I should say. Mm-hmm. So Health potions here, um, you could buy individual health potions. You could purchase a rune um, that would provide healing. However, they are not exceptionally effective. The rune that you would be able to purchase with the money you have, because you have, what, 500 gold, I think? 450. Yeah, yeah. You would maybe be able to get, like sort of the same kind of variant you have. You know, he has essentially a breeze. You could get the same in a healing uh, rune. But effectively, what that does is it's two charges, essentially, of healing word a day. Hmm. However, the healing word is cast at an action for one charge. Or if you use it as a bonus action, it uses both charges. So it's effectively just one use of healing word. Hmm. Which is very limited. That's about a D4. Yeah. Um, healing potions um, are not cheap. Yeah, a potion of healing in here is 50 GP mm-hmm. for a regular 2d4 plus 2. That's right, and that's correct. Um, they are not a cheap, unfortunately. <laughs> Cameron's like, Brian, <laughs> we need healing. There may be a reason that you have people with you, because I knew that your party is not balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, We're getting there. Yeah. With that being said, so potions are expensive if you're going to go that route. Um, I'd like to probably buy, like, two just in case. I think it's a good move. Um, a potion is a standard action, I believe, right? To drink yeah. it? Yeah. Okay, just making sure. I, I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it's an action. Um, I will. Yeah. Um, it takes an action. Yeah, so I thought. Again, I'm aware that going into... Combat here. Right. Um, I, we're going into combat? That's the goal. <laughs> I added it to my... Okay. I'm going to take 100 off. God. I'm going to have to go get a loan. Rich boy! And it's time to go. Your bags are packed. You make it to the edge of town. Um, how many horses did you rent? Four. You went ahead and went for four. Nice. That family name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, the first day, nothing happens. You're on the main road, which is um, well patrolled. Uh, so, you don't even encounter any sort of ruffians. Uh, it basically feels as though you're 
traveling down the street. Other than by the end of the day, you're sore and tired if you don't ride horses frequently. Hmm. Probably not. I probably do. End of the day, um, as the sun begins to darken, or the, the evening sky, I should say, Marius and Cosette um, hop down, and they point, I think here is a good camping spot. We've stayed here before. Camping? <laughs> Level up your next adventure with Adventure Arcade Escape Rooms. You've probably heard of escape rooms, and you've maybe even played some. If you don't know, an escape room is a real-life adventure where you're the hero. Oh, like me. <laughs> no, like me, the star. An escape room is a cooperative adventure where you work together. Not all escape rooms are about breaking out of a room, and at Adventure Arcade, you aren't physically locked inside of a room. The stories are about solving a mystery, uncovering a conspiracy, or just sneaking out of your bedroom in the 1980s. In fact, if you're ever in the Danville, Illinois area, you can get 10% off your experience at Adventure Arcade Escape Rooms by using the code QUEST10 at checkout online. Just visit AdventureArcadeEscapeRooms.com to book. It saves you some money, plus it helps out the Quest Fest podcast. I could pay full price. Look, rich boy. Not everyone is as wealthy as you, and they're supposed to use the code to help the podcast. Remember, that's 10% off Adventure Arcade Escape Rooms in Danville, Illinois, with the code QUEST10. That's Q-U-E-S-T-1-0 at checkout. If you would like to advertise with us as well, you can email us at questfestpod at gmail.com and you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at questfestpod. And now, back to the adventure. Camping? There is an inn if you'd like to go a little bit further. We'll have to push ourselves, though. Oh, camping is fine, I suppose. Gross. They immediately begin putting up all of the tents. They do it effortlessly, as though this is second nature. And within minutes, camp is formed and ready, along with a small fire that has been lit. Uh, yeah, I wanted to watch Rich Boy make a fire. You you might notice if you're paying attention to uh, Marius, um, when he goes to light a fire, he doesn't use flint or steel. Mm-hmm. The camp is winding down, so to speak. Uh, it is in full service. He says, are you hungry? Always. I could eat. We brought provisions. They begin to cook. It's an impressive thing, as there is one campfire, yet multiple pots they're cooking with. (laughs) Ridiculous. So what do you do? Dinner is served. They retreat sort of quietly and are eating on their little log they're sitting on. You don't speak thieves can't, do you? No. Damn it. Not yet. (laughs) Not yet. You could try to teach me. There is a mechanic for teaching languages. Takes a while. Can we do that? Can I go over that with... Like, we just spend the rest of the evening before bed? Sure. Like I think it's 100 days to do it, but it's... Um, hmm. Mark one down on your character sheet. Oh, no. I'll look up the exact rules, but I think it's 100 days. There is some financial element, but it's relatively nondescript. I'll, I'll double-check it after the session. But, yeah. Yeah, I just I feel like I start to like teach you like the 
pertinent things about mm-hmm. the situation at hand, like well, danger or um, those are simple enough uh-huh. to sign or danger, like do and don't, and like trust and like yeah. maybe like evacuate or flee or some right. sort of like let's ditch them mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. start to yeah do that cool. Sweet. Yeah, it's the kind of thing D&D's rules are kind of like uh, about, but for me, I, the, the idea to me, if you've been speaking a language for 10 days, you know how to say stop, for example, right? Because mm-hmm. um, that's one of the first things you're going to learn. Or uh, where do I find something to eat, you know? Okay. So I guess... Banyo. Banyo. <laughs> Indeed, banyo. Don't could, survey us. Couldn't we, like, within this, know, I don't know what word to, maybe, like, flee mm. or Absolutely. evacuate. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Like, a single word. Specifically, Because it's also, cant Thieves is, Cant is, is more like gestures, gestures. and exactly. symbols. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm very happy to say that you can learn how to say run uh, or, you know... Punch him. Mm-hmm. Cool. And we get some bonding time. You do. Oh, you God. bond with Bon Bon. Oh, God. Uh, a giant affection meter comes up above your head. <laughs> uh, it increases slightly, fills in the circle. It's still pretty empty. But yeah. Um, I have to tell you, I'm thinking specifically of like... um. The broken affection meter in Pokemon Yellow version when you have your companion Pikachu that like you turn around and talk to. <laughs> I love it. I'm still in like the grossed out Pikachu phase with yep. Bon. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> he shocks you whenever you you know touch him. Still, yeah, it's pretty effective. <laughs> um. Sorry. <laughs> Actually, how Bon Bon speaks, in case you guys were curious. We're translating that, for the that, sake of the that's, podcast. That's um, how you speak gnomish. Mm. <laughs> On a bad day. Um, <laughs> it's always cool. a bad day. <laughs> that's so sad. Why are gnomes so sad? All right, so we sleep. We haven't talked about anybody keeping post. Does anyone stay up? Marius and Cosette retreat to their tent after um, dinner is served and you begin to teach. Ooh, maybe I have a thing. Hmm? I suppose I could. I have string and a bell. Okay. Can I create a tripwire that would, like... Surround the camp? That would surround the camp or or even just, like, if there's one opening between the... um, tents like if there's four or like two tents or three tents or whatever mm-hmm. if they're all right next to each other could i maybe have like one trip wire that i set up yeah i'm happy for you to try bell. to do that um it'll be a sleight of hand okay uh we'll make it an actual that's fine that's uh 22 mm. i said that that's effective you set up a little small trip wire that when stumbled upon or stepped on basically the bell mm-hmm. will ring i guess then like you know, I'd have maybe maybe have to roll like a perception check while sleeping to see if we can actually hear it yeah. alarm us. Because well, it's not actually <clears throat> function of the game. Oh, well, I was gonna say that would be a thing where you'd be yeah rolling for it to see if it would wake you up since you're not a it's not an alarm spell which is like a massive ringing sound. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, I'd be happy to allow that. Cool. Are you going to try and keep watch at all, or just let that be your? I don't think so. I'm just gonna go to sleep. I'm not yeah. used to this. Yeah. This is not a thing we do. What about you, Bon Bon? I'll sleep outside by the fire, just in case. Okay. The bait for the bell. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um. The night passes, and nothing happens. Hooray! You wake up with the sun arising, and again. Like clockwork, once you leave the tent, it is as though it is a signal, and out comes Marius and Cosette, dressed and ready, with small breakfast pies I in hand. I shouldn't have drank that fucking... 
There's some sort of tracing spell on me, isn't there? Is there a check I could do to notice if there was a, tr a tracing spell on me? Mm, I don't think there's something. I mean, outside an arcana, but I could, I could, do. I couldn't do anything you about could, it. I'd just be aware of it. You could roll an arcana to think if there are such effects that could exist, but I don't think without detect magic that you would be able to necessarily sense it. Yeah. You. You can roll like an insight or even a constitution to see if anything seems off about yourself. Mm -hmm. But that's about as far as I think you would be able to go. I'd like to at least try and detect yeah. a thing as much as I can. Go for it. Go insight or constitution. Um, They're both but plus one roll for me. Okay. Uh, let's just do constitution then. I think con's a plus one for me. I think I'm dumber. And no, so Constitution's I just, plus like, two. It's five. Never mind. I don't know. I don't. I don't get for it. Weird. So you magic. just try to see if there's some sort of magical. Some effect? sort of magical trace on me. You don't find. Well, you can roll an investigation. They I'm did sorry. say that they wouldn't lie, and they mm -hmm. did say that there wasn't anything in the drinks. So I'm gonna continue to air quotes. To trust look at them. My clothes. Nothing on your not clothes. Find not yet. a bit. Nope. That's what I thought. That is true. They said that. Um, so then I have ammunition if they were lying. And mm -hmm. I go through and I'm truthful. Truthful. Cool. Cool. Breakfast is handed out. I'm starting to like these guys. Thank you. We try. And it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for breakfast. Where to from here? From here, we'll have to take the off, uh, have to go off the trail. Um, unfortunately, they begin to patrol here. So I presume we're going to have to leave the horses. It would be best. Okay. By foot it is. They nod simultaneously. They hop off and they grab two um, sizable packs for their size, but seem to lift them without much effort. They don't seem heavy, just well packed. What are we going to do with the horses? Leave them post up here. Is Are we on the edge of a town? Mm -hmm. So we is there like a stable near the end of town we could pay um, to have? About them? an hour away is the next town. So you could have pushed yourself an hour to have gotten to it. Oh. So it would take an hour to get there. So we would just be leaving the horses out in the middle of nowhere. No, I'm so sorry. You have to go to that town. Anyway. To the, yes, okay. to, I'm so sorry. So then, yeah, we can go to that town and, and yeah. board, okay. board the horses there. Yeah. I'm sorry, that was, I got a little topsy-turvy, but yeah, you'll be walking through the town, basically, okay. and then going off the trail. <clears throat> Is there anything I need to pay to board the horses? Um, there'll be a couple of silver here and there, but we'll deal with the sort of intricacies of that afterward. Um, you're leaving them in the name of your house. So part of this is that, uh, so like collateral is literally like the good name of my house. Yeah. Fantastic. Privilege. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that. I, uh, pet my horse goodbye. A little more affectionately than you would expect. Bon Bon likes horses. Check. Yeah. <laughs> cool. As you arrive in the town, um, this is just a little crossed, uh, crossing town. It's it's almost a suburb of Bastion. Um, it serves as just a in between, uh, between two smaller cities. Um, it is affectionately called. Crossroads. Hmm. Um, Ooh, are we into some devil shit already? Hmm? <laughs> um, Brian sees tea. <laughs> you keep asking me questions I can't answer whether it's fun or not. Um, no, so this town is affectionately known as Crossroads. Um, I'm going to have to do a guitar duel. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. But it has to be live. You have to actually play guitar on the air. I have one here. Here we go. All right. This is what you're all here for. <laughs> Who is he dueling? 
<laughs> then, I don't know, because if he duels me, it's not going to be much of one. <laughs> I, I, in true fashion to the movie Crossroads, I will play the part of Steve Vai, where I play both the guitar parts in the recording. Perfect. <laughs> oh, I love it. So anyway. Do you do anything else while you're there in town? And I say town here, meaning that this is literally, again, like an inn and stables and maybe a blacksmith. I don't think there's anything we need to stop for. Cool. Okay. You head, at this point, uh, you go off the trail and are essentially heading uh, straight north at this point. The road continues sort of, kind of curves northeast, but you are going into... What used to be road, um, there is still some cobblestone, uh, but it has been worn down. It has clearly not been replaced. Once you make an hour or two's journey, Marius and Cosette will say, this way. And they will gesture you into the forest. We don't want to be seen on the road. Okay. All right. Go ahead and roll me a 1d4. Uh-oh. Four. Three. So three hours later, you arrive before the town. Um, you sort of come out of the brush, and you're on, essentially, a small hillside. Um, the tree line extends a little past you, but from here you have a pretty good glimpse at what used to be a small settlement. Looking out, you can see horses stabled, and there's a small building near the back that is still uh, together, but otherwise the town seems to have been burned. Not just burned, but burned to the ground. Where there was stone, it has been removed, and you can see, actively, paladins taking apart, um, still, stone and pounding it, creating a gravel over the whole town. Oh. They're still working on this, and we know that it was burned, like, seven years ago? Twenty. Twenty. Um, roll history, though. Uh, eight. Sixteen. Bonbon knows that while the town was burned 20 years ago, At that time, it was considered um, desecrated, um, and uh, it was abandoned. Um, No one was to touch it. Uh, Recently, Bastion is growing, and in efforts, they are actually reaching out to um, expanding. And this is part of sort of a reclamation project. They are returning to the town. They're consecrating every bit of it and are going to relay a new foundation um, you're not exactly sure what for or what it will be there, but they are using the area again. Mm-hmm. Um, Day of paradise, put up a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Don't it always seem to go? I look for a well. Yeah, that's... So as you're looking down, unfortunately, you don't see much. The town itself has been reduced to gravel. Um, the only building that seems to be standing is in the back, which appears to be their barracks. Um, Marius and Cosette are sort of standing at the hill and are also looking out, examining. They seem quite uh, caught in concentration. What are you two thinking? Mm. Things have been moved. Not sure where it could be. Might have taken to barracks. True. Seems unlikely. Perhaps cave? No. Well, we could ask. They look at you. We should get a paladin. You didn't want us to kill anyone. Yes. Can't kill. We have to be able to ask them questions. Mm. Fine. They look out 
at the town. They seem lost in thought. Mm. Mm, don't worry. Should be easy. They won't expect somebody here. It's cursed. Great. Gulp. <laughs> it's cursed? Right. That's why it was desecrated. They rebelled. To be fair, it was their own god that cursed it. Silly. <laughs> well, I have a hunting trap. See if we can catch some paladins. Damn. They nod simultaneously, <laughs> turning to you. Or just hit them hard in the head. Don't kill them. I have sneak attack. <laughs> <laughs> And in D&D, all you have to do, for some reason, is to say it's non-lethal. Yeah. Non-lethal, punch, punch, with a million blades. With a million blades, yeah. No, I will specifically yeah. not do, I mean... I don't know, I'm pretty strong. I might kill them on accident. Not according to me. You unless, can choose to Unless do that. I say that I didn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The D&D rules, that's the best uh, part. It's so silly. Can I do a perception to see if I... See one that is like you can take a minute to examine. Is it also too. darker outside? We're starting to get towards that. Um, it's really closer to three or four o'clock. Okay. You guys left around eight, um, took an hour to get to the town, probably 30 minutes in town to get the horses settled. Then it was three hours from there. Maybe wait like a couple out, like till dark for dusk. Yeah, um, they look at you, and if you say wait till dusk, they look. Bon bon, you think? Sure. Okay. Speaking they, is better at night. And they sort of, they sit down and they wait. Um, soon it is dark. The, do you have dark vision? I do. I do too. Okay. The paladins, um, you'll see some who have torches. There are roughly eight patrolling out tonight. And you spend enough time looking at them, you begin to see some things. Like uh, patterns, like mm -hmm. patrol patterns. Roll, um, go ahead with advantage. Roll a perception check. Wow, I'm rolling so bad. I rolled fives on both of them. Uh, seven, or eight. Seventeen. Okay. Bon Bon. Uh, points out the flaws in your... <laughs> I imagine we're like very quietly like drawing out on mm -hmm. in like the dirt with like a stick or like my dagger. Exactly. Um, and there, Bon Bon is like correcting some of my mm -hmm. patterns that I've misconstrued. And Yep. So you get a fairly accurate representation of what it looks like the patrol route is. Mm -hmm. Additionally, as you're looking, it looks like there were probably two official paladins that are standing outside. The other six seem to be uh, squires, and you're both familiar enough with sort of the, the rank-and-file troops. The squires are effectively um, first year, second year. Um, they're sent out on, like, for a week or two at a time to these sort of places to do um, almost, what is to them, almost training exercises. So mm -hmm. these are not well-trained. Now, the two paladins... They'll know their stuff. They don't look like they're high-ranking officers, but... But they'll know. Mm -hmm. And are they often together in this pattern? The two officers, one is always by the door, and one is always walking with the furthest patrol. Um, so whoever is farthest away from the camp will have one officer with them. Uh, so essentially, from what you can see, the town itself is shaped as though... There is a head of the town. There is where the barracks is stationed and the remaining uh, paladins. You see two standing in front in sort of a guard um, on a bench, like as though it is settled and been built for this purpose. There is one of the officers, one of the squires. As you come down the road, it splits out almost like it is forming arms. There you have two squires on each side and then as you come down there in the center another pair of squires and then the last pair or if you were to come down and take a sort of diagonal out you see there is where the squire and knight will go all the way down the road 
a considerable distance and then walk all the way back. So that higher ranking official will never not be with a person. The one who is wandering, correct. The one by the door will be alone. The higher ranking by the door is only alone as the squires exchange positions or go in and out. Um, And you notice that, of course, the high ranking one will also, um, for example, as you've watched, you saw one go inside. You can roughly guess there are a few more inside, but you're not sure how many. Mm -hmm. Um, It does look like it has just turned dark. Well, roll an insight. Let's base this on your experience. History would work here too. Fucking five again. That's eight. No, only four. Okay. Or five. Wow. Mm, you think about what you know about the paladins, and you don't come to a conclusion on what you think the rest of their night would look like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I. I want to try and figure out if there's if there's any sort of like window in between changing of guard where I could get a shot at just one of the officers okay by themselves so I could drag them off and it'd just be unexplained. You can definitely continue to watch or act. Marius and Cosette have been watching as well, but they have not offered any assistance, but they have not said anything. In fact, frankly, it does not look like they have moved since you suggested waiting. Hmm. Um, Marius, Cosette, have you... Any thoughts? Hmm. And how I could get one of those higher-ranking ones alone? Hmm. They have advantage, too. Okay. Wow. Marius has a thought. Cosette looks oblivious. And Marius looks like he almost didn't have a thought, but that he had advantage. So because he did. Um, Marius goes, well, we should wait. They won't all stay awake all night. We'll wait till some go to sleep. I bet there'll only be one patrolling tonight. All right. So you are at an impasse, though. You could wait three or four more hours, but then it is difficult to stay awake and continue doing Mm -hmm. heavy action. So you can try to take, there's a couple of options here. You could try to take a rest, take a long rest now, so that'll be the middle of the night. You could also take a short rest, and then I would let you roll with advantage, um, which isn't exactly how the rules play, but I would allow it for this situation since you've already not moved. From exhaustion. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and that would get you to about eight or nine o'clock if you went that route. Can we go for a like short rest then? Okay. So you want to do a short rest and basically you're kind of half resting the whole time. So yeah. go ahead and roll constitution checks. Um, it is about nine o'clock. Oh my gosh. <laughs> With advantage. Thank God. That's so much better. Uh, 13. My first one was a one. 21. Well, you're definitely safe. I'm wired. Night has fallen, and then fallen some more, and now it's almost nine. The majority of the paladins and squires have uh, entered the barracks and leaving one small patrol group, um, which is just comprised of one of the... uh, looks to be elder knights um, who is patrolling the full grounds in a looping circle to a paladin and a squire um, who they seem to be taking turns as far as uh, who is the squire each hour and then two more near the middle of the town and they are doing a small circle loop all right I'm aiming for that one higher-ranking one that's doing the perimeter. Okay. I scope out a section where he's very out of sight. He goes halfway down the road, which would um, put him pretty out of sight. He also is using dark vision. He does not have a torch. Okay. Mm. 
um, the rest that you see that are up currently each at least have a torch with them. Whether or not they're using it is difficult to determine. All right. So can I hide mm-hmm. in like shrubbery and everything yeah. out a on shrubbery. the shrubbery? How do you want to go about it? I like I would I imagine when he go, he goes halfway down mm-hmm. the road and then turns back. I imagine like taking advantage of that point where he turns back to jump out and sneak attack him. Okay. Is it just you? Or are you going to bring anyone else with you too? I'm going to follow in case yeah, shit gets... But, but stay behind, yeah. hidden, okay. just in case. You're better um, at hiding than me. Okay. Do you need me to roll stealth to make sure I'm yeah. hidden? Yeah, we're, we're about and to if go. I, if I succeed this stealth, then I... This will be your hide check, yeah. My hide check, and then mm-hmm. if I am hidden, then I have advantage mm-hmm. on my sneak attack. And you'll be, the other thing too, if there'll be a contested role here to see, does he see you, even though you're hidden? Um, Cosette and Marius look at you as though looking for direction. I would like them to, they're, they're going to stay at least like 40 feet away back farther than us, but still within sight. So they could see out. Do they, what race are they? Do they have dark vision? They they look vaguely humanish, but neither one of them seem to require a torch or saying anything about it. Okay. Well, I'd like them to be like far enough away that they won't make noise that will be heard. Okay. Um, but still within sight. And just like on, I, I give them like a very specific hand signal that I'll do if I need their help. Okay. 60 feet. Dark vision. Yeah, six so like feet. forty feet away. So I'm twenty, ten feet away. Yeah. Yes. Do I need uh, to? I mean, roll my roll stealth. stealth too. Yes. Go ahead and roll your stealth. Can I roll with advantage since I'm farther away? Without advantage, mine is a dirty twenty-one. Dirty 21. Um, this is without advantage as far as your stealth. Are you hiding? Yes. What do you roll? A one. <laughs> a one. They, well, they are like be, hiding farther back than I am. They are. They're in the woods. It was a one though? It would be a three, but it was a one. Okay. That's not ideal. Yeah. Does that create a distraction that I can take advantage of? So this is what happens. Um, rolling back a bit. Marius and Cosette, you tell them 30 or 40 feet and then to wait for your signal if you need their help. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, just clarifying. You get into place quietly, efficiently, and well. He goes to make his turn. I very specifically said it was a specific hand signal. <laughs> Okay. Um, so you've given them a specific sign for when you want their help. Yeah. Okay. He spins on his heel to turn. And at that bon point, bon. so he's turning as though to head back first towards. Okay. But then he hears a crash. You see him begin to turn. You have advantage on your roll and you are within reach. He is going almost directly above you. Okay, so sneak attack. Okay. With advantage, I'm going to use. Now you are attacking the the paladin, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew that, sorry. <laughs> All right. Yeah, my. I mean like. <clears throat> you do have advantage on this roll as well. So. Yeah. Let's do it. Ooh. It's a good time to crit. Uh, that was a 19. It's so close. Um, <laughs> my, yeah. It's plus five to hit. It's 24. So you you succeed on hitting him. Mm-hmm. Roll damage. Uh, D8 plus three. That's a four plus three. Um, and my sneak attack damage 
is another 2d6. That's 12 altogether. 12 damage altogether? Uh huh. He is not knocked, knocked out. out. <laughs> so, he stumbles past you and you clock him in the head. He grunts, mm-hmm. rolling forward his. Um, he seems to be wearing what appears to be maybe scale mail. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's clad I'm, in the classic white. I'm also regalian. going to um, uh, cunning action hide again. Okay. So you back off and immediately hide. Mm-hmm. And I do, I will not take, um, this is a fun thing about my swashbuckler. I can't take um, opportunity attacks if I hit them. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so you're going to try to, so you're going to hit him and then hide, right? Yes. Okay. Um, how far away are you going? Not very. Okay. I like, I feel like we're in too okay. thick, right? So you're just literally so like basically jogging. Yeah. Going around the corner. You're maybe 10 feet away. Five, you're not mm-hmm. even that five feet away. You're essentially a square away for visualization here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everybody roll initiative. Mm-hmm.